Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What up, Kool-Aid Nation? It's Boy Hughes, along with Oakry. What up? We're here to talk about everyone's favorite tight end on your Detroit Lions. You know him well as number 85 in your program, but he's number one in your hearts. So, Mr. Oakry, fill me in on uh, your thoughts on this whole deal with let's trade Ebron. Where, where are you sitting with this thing? Big Hughes, I'm wondering if Eric Ebron can be shipped out first-class mail or priority or FedEx because I'm done with the guy. He's got to go. We've already told him that he might be traded. He's got a big cap number. I think there's no doubt that the Detroit Lions uh, get this guy heading somewhere else. Uh, I don't think that he can't be a decent player somewhere else, but I think it's time to run up here, and uh, I'm just done with the guy. So. I'm sending him out for, and hopefully I can get a fourth for him. If not, um, maybe a mid-level player. If not, I'll probably even take a fifth at this point just to get him out of town. That's where I'm sitting. What about you? But he was a he was a tenth overall pick. What about his potential? I he was number ten. I hated it when he was number ten. He hasn't done anything to like. Show me that he can make big plays and big games. A lot of his numbers come in late in the year when stuff doesn't matter. And have you ever seen Eric Ebron take a ball up the seam and house it? No. Have you ever seen him score double-digit touchdowns? No. Have you ever seen him make anything other than his five-yard out route where he tries to hurdle a defender? That's all you've seen seen out of this guy. So I, uh, I, I don't care where he was drafted. I don't. I don't see the potential anymore. I, I do think that he could go to a different system, be used, and maybe be a mid to upper um, mid tight end. But, uh, you know, he'd have to be in the perfect system and be used just as an absolute pass catcher all over the field. And I still don't think he's going to be explosive. I think he'd he'd be lucky to get 1,000 yards if he ever reached that plateau. And he's probably always going to be a five to seven touchdown year guy, and uh, that's just who he he is, so um, potential, uh, that was a good word, like the first year and a half that we had him, and now it's uh, uh, ran its course, and it's time just to uh, find somebody else that wants to play that upside card, uh, because I've had enough. Yeah, so like like a lot of other things when it comes to this team, I'm I'm agreeing with you on this. what I'm, what I'm doing is I'm sitting down number nine and saying, hey, can you survive in this offense without number 85? And he says, yep. I'm saying, okay, good. We're going to trade him and then get him out of town. But here's the thing. Eric Ebron's number one fan is Eric Ebron. He doesn't care about winning. He doesn't care about anything but his contract, what his numbers look like, and how big his chain is. So I'm good with getting rid of him. He was a complete bust. Our team was completely different right now. If Martin May, you knew what he was doing back in 2000, whatever it was. But complete bust. Waste of time. See you later. Exactly. Now, hey, I want to hit on something real quick. You said talk to Stafford. Like, um, I just in talking to you a little bit, I feel like you've been more on the side of like, hey, check in with him, make sure he's cool with stuff. Like, uh, he's our franchise player. We've already paid him, but I think 
There's certain things you can check with them, maybe, but I'm I'm more fine with Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia making whatever decisions they feel are best for the team, not letting Stafford uh, deem who should be out there and who he, who shouldn't. So um, yeah, I get it, but like I get it, but with the amount of money that you're paying this dude and the, the fact that you want him, I mean, if this was hockey, he would have to see on his jersey, right? So this guy is the captain of your team. He know he knows you know, the players, and he knows what works and what doesn't work. So I think it's more of like, I'm not going to necessarily base my decision 100% on what he says, but it's more of like a courtesy, like, hey, this is this is what we're thinking, what's your input on the situation, you know, do you think, yeah. think, we'll, think we'll be fine without him. I think, I, think high, I think high superstar players in this league get, get that, um, I don't know, extra perk, so to speak, with that kind of stuff, and I think he deserves it when it comes to offensive skill players. Might as well just see what he has to say. Okay. Well, uh, I'm with you a little bit, but, I, you know, I don't know that Billy Belichick is coming there before he's getting rid of Randy Moss and talking to uh, Tom Brady, because if so, I'm sure Brady would have liked Dirty Randy for another year or so. He just knew yeah. that he had, he had done what he did, and he booted him and uh, said deal with it. So I, I think, you know, Matt Stafford is the best at standing up there and saying, oh, I love Eric Ebron. I'll throw it to him all day. He said the same thing about Pettigrew. He said the same thing about all these other, like, bum receivers that hit the road. So he's always yep. going to kind of stick up for his guys. But um, I guarantee in a closed door he's going to say, uh, yeah, I can get by. I got plenty of other weapons. You know, this guy hasn't blown the roof off anyway. So, um, yeah. you know, I, I agree you can come to him for courtesy, but you might get the lip service of, oh, I love him, you know, I'd like – or – he might just say on the fly, hey, I'll be fine no matter who you put out there um, type of thing. So um, yeah. keep, keep the quarterback happy, but also uh, do what you got to do from a front office perspective. And it'd be a nice move by Matt Patricia just to say, hey, I'm coming in here. I don't need an $8 million tight end, especially one that, that yaks like Nebron. And, uh, you know, just, just make a move finally of saying, hey, we're going to retool this organization that doesn't need – all these fancy toys on the outside. We need meat and potatoes uh, players, and take that eight million and go get me a defensive end or an outside yep. linebacker or some other crazy playmaker. Um, even Jimmy Graham. I'd much rather get rid of Ebron and pay Jimmy Graham, who's done some things in the league, than uh, you know keep that money and, and just uh, give it to somebody who's not going to make a big enough impact to justify the dollars. All right, so. <clears throat> So we're both on the same page of getting him out of town. I know you just mentioned Jimmy Graham. So if you look at the roster now, so Fells, who, you know, played decent when Ebron was out last year, um, is an unrestricted free agent. So he's, he's up for re-signing if you want to. And then Michael Roberts. And then there's some no-name tight end down at the bottom behind him. So based on that, you go into free agency, or do you think we need to draft another young tight end and just start over there? What, what route do you think would be the best fit? You're you're asking, do I go after Jimmy or do I draft somebody or something? Yeah, are you, do you do you go after? Do you try to sign a free agent tight end to replace Ebron, or do you try to draft somebody to replace Ebron? Um, I, I'm I'd have to look at the list of available tight ends because um, Jimmy Graham is like the hey, if we can get him at two years, ten million bucks a year, and he comes in here and he's a red zone killer. I'd think about it, but I, I guess I'd have to see who else is out there. Um, but I, I'm in the mode of getting, like, a legit, um, like, younger veteran that I know can just move the sticks, catch the football, 
give me a good explosive play every now and again. But, yeah, I'm going to go out in the third round and go see if Mike Gusecki's there. I'm going to see if this Hayden Hurst is there. I'm going to see if uh, um, some of these young tight ends are there and just go get one of them because I can get a, I can deal with a tight end in the third, fourth round, and then if he pans out or doesn't, I'm not as worried about it. But, um, you know, just paying such a high price for that we did for Ebron, it, just, it didn't matter what he does. He's never going to justify it and it was just a terrible value at that spot in the draft so yeah i just wait till you don't third take my guy. In the top 10 hello <laughs> you do not nobody does except us and the dumbest thing is todd mcshay saying oh yeah they'll get rid of ebron they'll take one at 20 like no we're not taking one at 20 either like i'm talking third fourth round and i'm talking wherever the value finally meets the player not where yeah. well, um just picking a player because we have a hole there like it's tight yeah. end you know? Well, you you remember you last year all the quote unquote experts had us taking a no Joku at some point or even OJ Howard if he slipped. Like everybody was concerned about the Lions tight end in the first round last year. Like you said, the McShays of the world. Who right now you might as well just bring this up. Has us taking Connor Williams in the first round, an offensive tackle. So you know how much he pays attention. So where where would Connor Williams play on our team? I, like, I have no idea. Because, because obviously Taylor Decker's a stud, and you just paid Ricky Wagner a crap ton of money to play the other right tackle. So I guess you, I guess you did find it important to have a third offensive tackle, but you're going to use a first round pick on him. Come on. And isn't isn't Connor Williams like six seven, three hundred and plus pounds? Like what's he going to yeah. play guard at six seven? And, and the guy who only bench pressed fourteen times. Yeah, get out of town. Sure, I'm pretty sure Baker Mayfield had more reps than he did. Oh, yeah, that's just. That's just the uh, national guys not knowing what's going on. I mean, I wouldn't mind Will Hernandez, you know, if they stretch and they take, they think that guard is so important. Yeah. I and mean, if you take a guy that, yeah, has played guard his whole life and is basically an all-pro guard, I'll live with it. But, yeah, we're not taking a tackle that's a, a super tall no. guy and not strong and saying, hey, play left guard. Like, no. No, not going to happen. <laughs> no. no. Sorry, Todd. I, Go back to the drawing board, Todd. <laughs> yeah, go back somewhere. Yeah. I don't know if drawing board's the place I'd send him. Um, what a, what's your take on this tight end? If you had the perfect scenario, what would you do? Fells showed me enough to kind of be like a gap guy. Like if you know, if you think long term that uh, Roberts could be like your starting tight end, then just re-sign Fells to be like your gap guy till he's ready, and then just maybe take a guy, grab a guy later in the draft is just like a, a, a you know roster filler type of thing i guess it just depends on how high they view michael roberts um yeah so. yeah but but here's my take though like uh darren fells is a a good guy he's a um he's a solid like blocker he can catch when it's thrown to him for the most part but he's not an explosive guy he's just kind of a mid to lower tier tight end so he could play, but he can't be an every-down type guy. Then Michael Roberts, like as much as I loved him in the draft, the reason I loved him is I thought he was going to be a red zone tear, and he's a just a big target that can has huge hands and catch the ball. So he's never going to be a you know 70, 80 catch. He's going to be more like a 50 catch, hopefully eight plus touchdown guy if you yeah. if you use him in the red zone. So what I really want, which is what Eric Ebron is not is I want that tight end that is just an 
absolute freak athlete that no linebacker can guard and that can can get a 50-yard catch right up the middle because we have him spread out everywhere else. And we don't have that, like, on the team. And I don't know who else is available that could fit that in free agency, but I know there's a couple of these young guns that could get up the seam, can catch a ball and run after catch, and actually, you know, because we always talk about matchups. Like, we always think we got these great matchups. Well, we don't have anybody in the middle that can take the top off in the middle or on the outside, to be honest. And that's that's what I think we need is a tight end that can run past the linebacker, catch it, and then go to the house. And we got to try to find that guy. If we really, if we, if we really want to break down like the offensive part of this with with Ebron, like correct me if I'm wrong, but like the, the way that they had the offense set up with him is that he wasn't necessarily playing or running traditional tight end routes. He was more along, more more so doing it with, uh, you know, kind of like third wide receiver routes. So maybe, maybe this thought with uh, JVC is that hey, we don't need Ebron anymore. Uh, Kenny showed us enough that we can kind of use him for that. So we don't necessarily need a tight end that can stretch the field. We just need a tight end that can run the five-yard hook, five-yard out, five-yard in, whatever, get us the first down on third three. So maybe that's the train of thought, too, that they don't necessarily need to put that type of player on the roster to use that type of salary cap because it's just not necessary. Right, yeah, yeah. I don't mind that. I mean, it depends if you're going to use those three wideouts and spread people out that way. But, I mean, I still think you need – Theo and maybe a tight end that can make some plays in the middle just to keep everybody like ultra honest and Kenny is an outside guy you know GT should be able to work the middle much better than Ebron you know or probably any other tight end that we could get so if you want to move him in there and just have him run drags and crosses all day I'm good with it but you gotta you gotta pull in that middle so the guys on the outside have room to work. But I agree with you; they might be going like a little bit different. But yeah, I don't think Michael Roberts is like the uh, end all be all at tight end. I just think he's a red zone monster. And uh, you're right; if they don't want to invest in tight end, use our outside guys. That's fine. But um, yeah. you still probably need another body, even if you get some of these young guys like that can both block or just an all package. Like what's Mark Andrews too? He's like a Jason Witten type, they said, where he can just catch and move the sticks and run. I mean, that would be fine. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I just need a tight end that can either move sticks, score touchdowns, or make big plays. And they don't have to do all that, I guess. But they got to do one really well. Hey, just just think if we would have taken a chance in the fourth, fifth, or sixth round, whatever it was last year, took Jake Button, if you'd have a gym coming into this year. Yeah, uh, that's what I – we had him pegged, both uh, taking him, and, and if he yeah, pulls out of that injury, like, I don't know. You know, you they're, gotta already, they're already saying he's, he's going to take the first team reps when they get to that point. He's already, already counting him the starter. Right. Well, he's a, he's a heck of a player, and he's just a great uh, great kind of do-everything tight end, but also a guy that can, can make some of those bigger plays. The thing that I – wonder though is like if you look back at that draft I think I would have taken him either it was third or fourth round and uh I don't know man I don't think we've seen the the most of Kenny G yet I think uh if you swap in a couple years and look at Jake Butt versus Kenny Galladay we might be more happy with Galladay to be honest I think you're right <laughs> yep I think you're right and we hated that pick when he took him. I mean, I hate to put that on record, but did not like it at all. But all I did was see that kid make plays and look like a a five year veteran in his uniform, thinking, "Man, this guy's a rookie." You know, okay. Honestly, honestly, the reason we probably hated it is because we knew nothing about the Duke. Because I feel like if we would have seen him or saw any of his tape or saw what he looked like, we probably would have been 
you know, kind of excited about him because he just seems like he, he looks like a freak. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited, man, for that year too. So let's let's watch that play out over the next few. Hey, Jake Butt, hopefully he turns out to be a great tight end. We loved him at Michigan, but man, if Kenny Galladay can turn out to be uh, on the high end of what we hope for, that might be a nice pick by Bob Quinn. So I think so. I think you're right. 